and welcome to We Are Outnumbered, the podcast where we talk about being married, having kids, and family stuff in general. I'm Anthony, and with me, as always, is my lovely wife, Kristen. Hello. How are you today, Kristen? I am good. Are you sure? I am very sure. Yeah. Good. <laughs> um, we missed last week because mm-hmm. I had a sore throat and couldn't talk and like a four, 24-hour bug of some kind. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, I was better like... Within a day or two, but mm-hmm. yeah, my throat was just killing you me. You wouldn't have made it through. <laughs> no, I couldn't talk or like, I was struggling to breathe at one point uh, the night before just because like I couldn't take a deep breath because my throat hurt, you know, <laughs> but some tea and some honey and all better. <laughs> so I don't know what it was, but it's gone. It was gone pretty quick. Um, so this week and time codes are always in the description. If you want to jump around all the different things that we do, um, we're going to start off with news, uh, and then it's our special father's day edition. So we'll get back to the, the week before we had started the 20 most common questions answered by a pediatrician. And we're going to continue that next week. This week, we're going to do our little father's day edition. It's like we did moms. So, uh, Let's start out with some strange news, if you're ready for this, Kristen. I'm ready. Um, Man emerges from a 75-day silent retreat with tweet, did I miss anything? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, did I miss anything? And this this story, again, a lot of these get pulled from basically Fox News, Huffington Post, and uh, CNN, and Reuters all have like a weird news that I pull this stuff from. Let me ask, did it happen recently? Well, yeah, ready? (laughs) So this story, uh, this one is June 12th by Caleb Park from Fox News. Uh, Did I miss anything? One man uh, man won a legion of fans online when he revealed he had been on a solitary retreat for 75 days. This was published June 12th. Okay. Um, uh, Only to return in May with a triumphant tweet. Oh, gosh. Daniel Thorson cut himself off from society in a remote cabin in northwestern Vermont as part of a Buddhist monastic community back in March. Thorson, a podcaster and philosopher, was completely disconnected from the outside world and free from 75 news cycles. Wow. When he finally logged back onto Twitter, uh, the world was struggling to cope with the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, His story went viral as many wondered what would be his biggest questions, reactions to the news... (laughs) What a time um, to take a... <laughs> yeah, like, so he had been doing nothing. Um, many joked that uh, nothing had changed, while others said he missed history on steroids. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, after two days back, Thorson observed, people at the grocery store seem more anxious than I remember. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so what, what do you think about that? <laughs> That'd be really interesting. You know, I would like to, I I can't wait, like, down the road for kids to start learning about, like, what happened during this year. Yeah. And just get their perspectives. Or, like, when Kaylee tells her kids about when she (laughs) had to stay home for, like, four months. (laughs) And I think in our family, it's been pretty stable. Like, we've tried to be positive. Yeah. You know, like, nothing, it is... It is what it is. Yeah. I know I say that term all the time. <laughs> like my my friends make fun of me for it and all that kind of stuff. But it, it is what it is. Like, you know, uh, whether you want to sit around and talk about conspiracy theories or be negative or, you know, turn this into something else, it just, you just be as positive as you can, yeah. you know, and for us, you know, be encouraging and, and share God's love with other people and just, 
you know, you, you do what you can do and you be creative. It's an opportunity when, when hardship comes, it's an opportunity to be creative, Yes. you know, and to do things a different way. And, uh, I think for the most part, our kids and us, we've done pretty good, but I mean, I know Kaylee yesterday broke yeah. down a little bit. It was the first know, time which, since, which that's a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, of just, you know, she just wants to be somewhere else, Yes, <laughs> you know, and, and we have, we've, we have ventured out to our family, like, yes. so they've been to their uncle's house. They've been to their grandparents' house. You know, and, uh, but it's not the same as going to a park, right? you know, going to, you know, we, we would go to museums, we would go to all this different stuff yeah. and, um, even just walk around target. Yeah. You know, I know, like I did tell her that I was like, cause I was looking through pictures for, um, your father's day thing. And I saw a picture like maybe a week before all this started and, uh, they're all in the cart at target. Uh, just messing around. I was like, oh, man, I kind of forgot what it's like to go to a store with the kids. I know. It's sad. <laughs> it, it is. So, yeah, maybe we cannot. Well, and one one of the things in that news story, when you keep reading, he he's kind of like, man, I guess, you know, everybody's kind of been doing the same thing. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> like, they've been cut off. Right. Um, Except... They have unlimited news resources. And, and honestly, I think that's that's a bad thing. Yeah. I think people just have way too much time on their hands right. and different stuff. And then uh, he didn't get into, but I because he came back before all the the um, racial, racial yeah. situation, all of all of that has come about. So um, it didn't really hit that that part. This yeah. news story because it was written, even though it was published like last week, right. it wasn't. It was written a couple weeks ago. So. Um, yeah, it, yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. So, um, all right, Father's Day. Yes. Uh, Father's Day. So, Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> That's really loud. Uh, hang on one second. I think he turned it off. Okay, I just lowered that a little bit, bud. <laughs> the face, he's like, uh-oh. <laughs> that was really cute. Yeah. Um... um all right, so I figured we'd do the same kind of thing that we did on Mother's Day, that mm -hmm. we could tell, you know, maybe like one fun story or a serious story or just whatever, and then uh, and go from there. So do you want to go first, a story about your dad, or do you want me sure. to go first? I mean, I'll, I'll start this time. Okay. You always, I always make you start. <laughs> um, well, we were talking about this, and actually you're part of this story, so you're probably going to know right off the bat what it's going to be, but... Um, me and my dad have a lot in common. We we like oh here we go the mountains. We like the cold. We like ice cream. You know we like a lot of the same stuff. And you know we kind of when I said about uh, my mom, we took t trips to Gatlinburg a lot, and it's one of my favorite places. And um, so when we got married, I was like, oh, we got to take a trip. And so we went with my parents and. We took a week and went up to Gatlinburg and stayed in the cabin. And, you know, I hadn't been up there in a few years. And so I had lots of nostalgia, I guess. Well, this certain trip happened to be probably one of the coldest trips that we've taken up there. <laughs> so a lot of the stuff that I was used to doing was outside. <laughs> And I still wanted to do it all, even though it was freezing. And so, but, uh, like, you thought I was crazy. We'd only been married for, like, a year. Didn't think. That's a matter of fact. <laughs> you knew that I was crazy. 
then I I was like, one of my favorite things is to go mini golfing in this, like you go up the mountain and like mini golf on the mountain. And it was like 30 degrees, maybe a little lower with the wind. <laughs> then you got into the teens. <laughs> no, and I don't care what not. people say. You know the, the old saying like hot air rises? No, <laughs> not in the mountains. Not in the mountains. <laughs> it gets colder the higher yes. you go. So, but my dad, he just, he did not say one word. He just jumped right in and we, we had fun. We froze to death. My poor mom, she went and had, she warmed up in a restaurant. She did not go because she was, she got sick. I wanted to go with her. I know. But the competitiveness (laughs) of trying to win a mini golf game also, I was, I was stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yes. But those, I me and my dad like a lot of the same things. So we, you know, he didn't say a thing. He just went along with what I wanted to do. And it was great. We had a fun time and it was freezing, but <laughs> we freezing did it. Isn't un- I mean, literally, <laughs> it was like in the 20s. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Oh my goodness. But yeah, he's always gone along with, you know, things that we like to do. Doesn't complain, just does them with us. <laughs> And that's my story. So I think I'm going to tell the infamous pen story. Oh, okay. So I've heard this story many yes, times. The the pen was story. Not there. <laughs> um, no, this was I was actually interning at the church. Mm-hmm. So I was like maybe twenty one ish, you know, which would put my my brothers at seventeen and fourteen, thirteen, fourteen, something like that. And, uh, and so I'm at the church and I get this call, you know, and, and just to set up the stage, like my parents, we had just, they just moved into a new, brand new house, like brand new. My dad had built it. Um, they had ended up going renting. Oh no. Well, was that the one they were renting? Yes. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> that's they had just the moved into the renting more. one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I, can, I always forget which yeah. which which house it was. All right. So this is the one they were renting while they were building a different one. Yes. So they, it was supposed to be a temporary right. thing. So you you still know, brand new house, but they take were care of it. Brand new. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're in this house, and I get this call. I get a call from Vincent, my my next young, because it it goes myself. Age-wise, myself, Vincent, Joseph, Graziella. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about four years in between each of us. And so Vincent calls me and goes, I need you to come home right now. And I'm like, well, I'm <laughs> I'm working. Like, this is my, like, I can't come right now. He goes, no, you have to come right now. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll let me try and wrap up some things and then I'll come home. And he goes, dude, whatever. And he hangs up. I'm like, that <laughs> that was weird. He wouldn't even tell me what was wrong. Aww. And I, oh, and just to, okay, well, yeah, we'll get to this. And then uh, I get a call from Evan, who is like a brother from us. And he's like, dude, you need to get home right now. <laughs> and I was like, why is Evan, what? Like, and I think it was Evan. I always get it confused, like, what roles Evan and Michael Bromley played in Aww. this. Like, two, <laughs> these two guys are like, you know, like brothers to yeah. us. Like, like, and, uh, I said, it could have been Michael that called me too, but one of the two of them called me. It was like, you need to get home right now. I'm like, okay, now I've got three or four people calling me. <laughs> so I, I get in the car and I start driving home and, and I, I think I'm talking to Evan or Vincent and, uh, and then I'm like, just tell me what's going on, you know, cause it's about a 20 minute drive from the church to home. 
And they're like, dude, Joseph, your dad is going to kill Joseph. He's going to kill him. There's going to be a murder. And I'm like, come on, what is wrong? And and they're like, dude, he threw a pen and it just, it's all, it's just all over. It's just on the, you know, carpet. I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm like, all right, listen, just, just mom and are they home? I mean, obviously they're not home. Yeah, yeah. No, they're out running errands. My parents are out running errands, all this stuff. I was like, well, look, you, you know, my dad just call him give him time so if they're not going to be home for like an hour call him tell him what happened apologize ask for advice on what to immediately do to clean it and just move on like like that way you're good i was like he's gonna get in trouble no matter what you know because then when joseph he just whatever you know he's trying to blow it up with a firecracker or something (laughs) and uh and i was like just just call them you know just call and prep them so uh and left it at that so i i I come home and I walk upstairs and uh, Vincent and Joseph in this house that's rented, they have two rooms that are joined by like a bathroom Mm -hmm. and a hallway. And I walk in and I see like, like Evan, I remember Evan just, he's just standing with like his head, like, you know, his hand (laughs) on his head, just looking at it while Vincent and Michael Bromley are, they're like rubbing the ink, like trying to clean it. To be clear, these carpets are basically white. Yes. <laughs> um, and then Joseph is just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. It looked like, like he committed a murder. <laughs> and so, and I'm looking at the floor and I'm just, I mean, you want to talk about explosion. <laughs> it was a pool and they had tried to clean it up with something oh. and it had just gotten deeper and wider. Oh gosh. You know, deep and wide, deep and wide, <laughs> deep and wide. there's ink flowing. No. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I, I mean, I just, I do what Evan does. I grab my forehead with my hand and I just, um, I like sighing, like, oh my gosh, this is bad. I mean, I'd say it was at this point, the ink, it was a one foot by one foot pool, like on the floor. Like what, what pen has that much ink number one? Well, remember they're, they're, they're trying to clean it, quote unquote. (laughs) So I grab my head, I look up and, you know, just like, you know, rolling my head back or whatever. And I look up and the ink had, it's all, it's all over the ceiling. (laughs) And the door frame. And I'm just, I start looking around and I'm like, oh, you're dead. You're dead. Dad's going to kill you. Like, you're dead. There's nothing else to it. There's nothing else. Just like, do you want to write a will? Are they on their way home? They're like, they're on their way home. What do we do? And I'm like, stop. I was like, stop doing everything you're doing because you're just making it worse. I was like, just stop. Right. And so like everyone just stops. I'm like, you called him, right? And there, and he, I think Joseph was like, yeah, I called him. I told him, you know, there was a little, I was like, no, no, no. You call back and you say there's ink everywhere. I was like, you go you, like, because whatever you use to describe him is not enough. You need to explain that like a nuclear bomb of ink went off because at this point you have to go so big that when dad walks in, oh, it's not that, bad. that it's not as bad. Like, so whatever you downplayed it as this is way worse. It's on the ceiling. It's on the ceiling. Like, what happened? Apparently, they like he went to throw a pen at Vincent through, through the, the bathroom. through the bathroom hallway, and instead it hit the the door frame and just blew Gosh. up. You know, uh, I want to see this pen. You know, I, for real, I want to see what kind of pen. Like, this was. Goodness. So, uh, so all you know, we 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 hear the car pull up, and 
Joseph stays in the room and just Vincent, Evan, me and Michael, we're just in a straight line at the front door. <laughs> like military style. Just military like... <laughs> style. My dad comes in and he's just like, what, you know, like, like, is it really that bad? And we're just silent. We don't say a <laughs> word. We're just like, I mean, the only thing I think we said was like, please don't kill him. Aww. Like we love our little brother. Don't kill him. <laughs> and uh, so we see my dad walk up the stairs go in the room and then we just hear it like indescribable scream <laughs> of just this and then we see joseph running which don't run just take your punishment <laughs> he runs. just take your punishment he runs and he's like jumping down the stairs and i i promise you like i mean at this point so my dad is at this point he's what well, how old is oh, almost 62 no, I know, but at oh, the time. Oh. So this was like 15 years ago. So he's mid-40s. Yeah. And uh, like he teleported <laughs> because I didn't think my father could get down those stairs so fast. <laughs> like Joseph running, athletic Joseph, 14-year-old, skateboard. Like he just skateboards all over town. Like, like this kid is, yeah, he just... My dad like jumped down the stairs and in one hand like just grabbed him. And at this point, because we see Joseph running down the stairs, we see that vein that comes out in dads, you know, when they're really mad. And uh, and so <laughs> Evan, Michael, Vincent, and myself, we see this. We see my dad teleport from the, <laughs> the upstairs the to the downstairs. Uh, I mean, instant. Well, I was like, I how did he even? I we didn't even see him move. I don't even know how he got down the stairs. <laughs> And we just walk right out the front. We don't say a word. <laughs> we just walk out the See front ya. door. We're like, we don't want to know about the murder. <laughs> we don't want to have to answer the, the, the questions of the police officers. Uh, and so we left. Wow. We just left. And then we get a call, I think, from my mom or something. It was like, are you guys coming back? Like, what is <laughs> Never. Never are you coming back. And we come in and we're immediately like, we're like, you know, we come back after like an hour. And we're like, is there blood? Is there, you know, and there's just, you know, Joseph's just, uh, I don't even remember what happened at this point. But I mean, like, my dad is not one. We were never like, there was no spankings or beating. Like, I mean, like, I got a spanking when I was younger, but really quickly, I think, and I have grown up to use this as parenting. I just, I think my dad was one time, it was like, I don't understand the effectiveness of this. Like, (laughs) You know, hey, stop hitting your brother. Come here. Let me hit you. Right, yeah. You know, so like, it's just funny of why Joseph even ran away. He was going to get in trouble, but you know, which he was, he lost everything. Yeah. I think that was the time where he lost, like everything got taken out of room. He had to spin in a chair, <laughs> um, you know, but, uh, you know, I, so my dad was upstairs cleaning. We just, we just like went and like, do you need anything, father? Like, do you need anything? <laughs> um, but uh, that, that is like the one story of just the whole idea of like, just prep dad. Just prep him. You got to give him time to process this as he's coming home to see all of this ridiculousness, this ink everywhere. And um, somehow he worked his magic and got it out. He huh? did. I think eventually, uh, which my dad did, because he could fix anything. Yeah. Like he just can. And so, I mean, the the ceiling and stuff, they just painted. But he got most of it out of the carpet. And then right before they, um, you know, because he's like, I'm not replacing this. Like, you know, I... Because who knows what other things you're going to do, you know? And ultimately, it was an accident. Yes, I it mean, was. Well, we think. Uh, <laughs> I mean, 
I think when they did finally leave that house, he did replace the carpet, but uh, no. So, I mean, they had only been in that house for like a week. <laughs> it had been like a week, maybe a month at most. Um, but yeah, so that that is one of our, just the idea of my dad teleporting from the upstairs to the downstairs was that just fast? insane, you know, but yeah. So that, that, that was a good, that's a good uh, story. Um, all right. Do we have one about... Uh, do you have any other ones you'd like to share? Um, I mean, what's your favorite one here in our house? Oh goodness, I wasn't prepared for this. Oh, that's what we did last. Time. I've got one. I, I was, I, I was actually uh, going to read. I've got one from when I used to write the little stories. Okay, you go ahead and I'll think while you read. Okay, I know you've talked a lot, but um, should I read this one? It's semi. It's not super long. So this is when Kaylee, when we we're trying to get her to take a nap. Oh, so this is, uh, you know, I think it's like daddy verse. This is when I did the little stories like daddy verse nap time or something. So fear is something uh, living inside of everyone. You may be afraid of something simple like the dark or something crazy like a green polka dotted elephant. Maybe you're afraid of being alone or standing on top of a tall building. There are fears of spiders, ants, buffaloes and armadillos. Some people say they aren't afraid of anything. Well, those people are afraid of admitting uh, that something makes them hesitate. Nothing in life is certain, but one thing you can count on is uh, fear will impact you, uh, your life, at one point. Man, when I copy this, it's really blurry. <laughs> it is just a fact of life. For kids, one of the earliest fears is abandonment. It is why they cry when they get dropped off at school or run away from nursery workers at church. They are afraid that they're going to be there forever. Kids fear not seeing their mom, dad, family again, and that fear can come and go. And is brought on by a variety of events, and it's usually known as separation anxiety. Um, all of a sudden, for Kaylee, uh, she started randomly experiencing this fear around nap time, uh, just when she was about 15 months old. My wife and I tried to figure it out. We were guessing this was brought on the week before. Kaylee had fallen asleep a few times at my parents' house just before Chris and I ran some errands, and the second time we had gone out for our anniversary, and she didn't, uh, but she hadn't really shown any signs of worry. In fact, uh, when she was with her grandparents, outwardly, she appeared like she could care less if we were there or not um you know because at uh, uh my parents house they would get treats and ice i mean she would get treats and ice cream and cookies and so it was strange that this particular week she was glued to Kristen and me she did not want to take a nap uh and this was somewhat normal for a kid her age but the way she went about protesting about it was different um every time Kristen and had her asleep or so she thought and try to put her in her crib kaylee would jump up and start crying do you remember this mm-hmm. uh she sensed in the she sensed the mattress or something and would not let her go into a deep sleep finally after almost an hour i went into the room to give Kristen a break i sat down in the rocking chair with kaylee and uh, got her sleeping i slowly stood up determined to get her into that crib you see i have a foolproof maneuver to get her into the crib <laughs> i use uh, it every time she falls asleep in the car to transfer her to the house. The maneuver is simple. I rock her all the way down like a pendulum until her little head and back are touching the mattress. It works 100% of the time. I'm awesome at this dad stuff. Well, at least, <laughs> especially in my mind. Who else would come up with this maneuver, right? This maneuver, the pendulum maneuver. I'm currently getting that trademarked. I never did. <laughs> Uh, failed. As soon as I pulled her away from my chest, her arm shot out and attached onto my armpit. It was a little terrifying. (laughs) Her eyes opened for a full two seconds and shot a gaze into my very soul as if to say, don't you dare even think about leaving me in this room by myself. This is your first warning. 
The fear factor rose in me a bit more. Well, there's that's a typo. Uh, a bit more. So I rocked her a little while longer and watched the clock. I would give her a full three minutes from the time her breathing went into that heavy sleep breathing that babies do. Then I would once again try the pendulum maneuver. Once again, the arm grip of death latched on to my backside of my armpit and her eyes pierced the innards of my soul, shouting, this is your second warning, father. That was it. The pendulum maneuver had failed and all hope was lost. Any alone time for mommy and daddy were now gone. No, I couldn't give up and surrender to this baby. I would defeat her. I just had to make an adjustment to the pendulum maneuver. I really hope you're imagining someone doing air quotes every time the pendulum maneuver is mentioned. The part that was waking her up was the separating her from my chest. So this time, I simply wouldn't do that. I would hold her tight and slowly crawl into the crib with her, which I did. Then I slowly laid her on the mattress, rocking her the whole time. She did not wake up for a second. Oh, no, she did wake up for a second, but she saw me in the crib with her and went right back to sleep. Aha, who outsmarted who? <laughs> well, I guess she stills winning at this point since I find myself in the crib on my side facing her with her right hand under my neck while she is sleeping, staring at the ceiling. I was determined to prevail so she would take a nap and know that mommy and daddy were in the living room right outside her door. I slowly started to get out of the crib when the scariest thing in the world happened. She sensed the movement on the mattress and her eyes flung open. I tried to lay, lay back down, but it was too late. In one motion, she turned on her side and her left hand grappled me around the neck while her right hand, that was already under my neck, latched on completely. She now had me in a headlock and <laughs> stared me at me with her eyes wide open and communicated to me, this is your third and final warning, father. Then she closed her eyes and went back to sleep. At this point, I was ready to give up. I could just take a nap with her. I was getting tired after our, this whole ordeal anyway. I was pretty much scared to death as to what would happen after this third and final warning. Could I really just give up though? Of course not. I had gotten this far. I realized that I was setting off uh, her highly sensitive motion detectors when the, with the movement of the crib. At this, I realized, uh, I oh, at this realization, I slowly just grabbed the four sides of the crib and pulled myself straight up and out instead of rolling on to the end of the mattress. I bet I looked like a ninja, a really <laughs> cool ninja. Yes, so cool. Um, this worked. I left her room quickly and quietly, some would say ninja-like, with arms raised. Kristen and I would get some quiet time after all. We were so excited. I told Kristen of my adventure and my relief that I did not uh, find out what happened after my third and final warning. <laughs> It was then time to enjoy our quiet time, all 27 minutes of it. <laughs> At least I got a good story and Kristen dropped the whole super, or Kaylee dropped the whole super attached. Yeah, Kristen, you're so attached. <laughs> uh, technically, it happened again the next day while I was at work um, when I received a call from Kristen. She had finally gotten her fall asleep for a nap, but now Kristen was in the crib with her. <laughs> I immediately ex exclaimed, what have we started? Luckily, Kaylee was back to her normal self the next day. Yeah. I think that was that's one of my favorite, you know, new parents learning how to do stuff. Yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, I know. Um, but... Yeah. Kaylee still's not a good sleeper. Kaylee? Oh, wait. No, she is. Kaylee's no. a good sleeper. She's Avery a... who reversed it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Kaylee just stays up longer. She yes. Just, that's yeah. what it is. It's falling to sleep. Falling to yeah. sleep. Yeah. Uh, well, the first thing that popped in my mind is how creative you are with your discipline. <laughs> you always come up with some crazy, I mean, not crazy, it's usually effective but um, some consequences to things that they do or, you know, ways to learn. Um, but I remember early on, 
the girls were young, not not too young because they were old enough to understand, but they just they were not cleaning up their toys like they would no matter what. I mean, they still have issues with that, but still back yeah. then like and you just had it and you're like that's it. I'm going to get a trash bag and I'm everything I see on the floor it's going in the trash bag. And they're like, no, daddy, no. <laughs> and um, so you did, I mean, like you picked up everything on the floor and you just put it in the garage, you know, just, but they need to, you know, understand that they uh, need to skate, take care of their stuff. If you treat things like trash, then it needs to go in the trash. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I will never forget for like, I mean, it was a long time after this. I think it was like a year I don't know why, but Kaylee was because you get after a little while. It wasn't even that long that you took their stuff away, but they yeah. got all their stuff back, and you know they put it away. But for like a year later, every time Kaylee would hear a trash bag, like the sound of a trash bag, she would come running. What are you doing? <laughs> She'd start cleaning up. Yeah, I'm cleaning up. I'm, I'm like oh, Kaylee. I'm I'm changing the trash bag. <laughs> but. It, the poor girl, I guess she was traumatized by that. But, you know, the point yeah. got across. <laughs> and she eventually was not traumatized See, I learned by that from my dad. trash bags. <laughs> you know what's funny? Vincent did the same thing to his I kids. I know. <laughs> See, we learned from my father. You know? Um, uh, one last story I wanted to share about my dad. Because uh, I, I, I like to do, like, the crazy one and then, yeah. like, the more serious one. I remember one time going to school. And I've told this before. Maybe even on this podcast. I don't know. But I think one of the most impactful moments I had with my dad was going to school and I was maybe fifth grade, um, but I was, I was always a perfectionist and I had to get, you know, I needed to get straight A's, I needed to get all the things and um, we're going to school and I borderline, like I was upset. My dad was just like, what is wrong with you? Like, what, what's the matter? You know, what's, what's going on? And I'm like, well, you know, I've got this like presentation or something or, or test and I was like, I'm not ready for it. And he's like, what do you mean you're not ready for it? You get like hundreds on everything what do you mean you're not ready i'm like i just i don't know i just don't think i'm gonna do good I, i'm scared and all this stuff and, he, and my dad is just like calm down like at this point i'm like crying <laughs> and he's like oh my gosh like chill out it doesn't matter like you're still gonna go to the next grade like <laughs> like ultimately this doesn't matter like there's oh, tomorrow is going to come and I'm like, I know, but then, I'll, you know, I'm, there's just like, I'm going to let everybody down. Yeah. Like, who are you letting down? Like, you know, and, uh, and so he, he makes a U-turn. And I was like, what, what are you doing? And he goes, you're not going to school today. I'm like, what? No, dad, I have to go to school. I've got this big project. <laughs> it's due. I, and he goes, I was like, no, this is worse. <laughs> he goes, no, you're not going to school today. You're skipping school. And I'm like, what are you? No, dad, I can't skip school. I'm going to, no. He's like, son, I'm taking you home. You're going to, you're going to, I'm going to drop you off. I'm going to work. You're just going to go play video games all day. I don't want you doing anything. I don't want you to prep for whatever this is. I don't want you to do, I just want you to go home and just go play video games all day. Like you need to chill out because it's not worth like your mental health. Uh, <laughs> in fifth grade. In fifth grade. You, you've got to understand that there's more important things in life. Like, like, are you, will you be able to make this up? Well, I, I, you will be able. I'll talk to your teacher, if not be. Like, you're, you'll be able to make this up. Just relax. Go take a day. You know, and it's just that, that saying is always stuck with that, like, tomorrow's another day. You know, like, it's not life and death. Just you've got to, not everything has to be perfect. You need to chill out and relax. And so he did. He brought me home, 
sat me in front of the TV, you know, <laughs> told my mom what was going on, and then goes, okay, have fun, play Mario all day or whatever you want to do, and then went to work. <laughs> and, uh, but that idea, you know, because I, I mean, that that part of my personality has never changed. I still am a perfectionist. I'm afraid of letting people down and things like that. But I always go back to that moment when things get really overwhelming. Yeah. And it's just like, I can hear my dad just saying, just chill out. Just go, just forget it. Can it, can it wait till tomorrow? Like, is someone going to die if you don't do that test or if you don't do that thing right now? I'm like, well, no one's going to die. Then relax. <laughs> go take whatever it is. Go take a five minute, you know, for that day. I took the day off of school, but as an adult, like I'll go take an hour and go reset, go just chill out, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, do you have anything else you want to share? No, I think that's it for now. Are you good? For now. Um, but yeah, dads are great. And we, we both are lucky uh, that we have very good fathers. Yes. Like your dad is awesome. Um, you know, and my dad's awesome. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that I married into a family that has... Yeah, me too. Your parents are amazing. Like, I can't, I couldn't, when, you know, comedians go up and they try to make jokes about their in-laws, I don't have that. I know, I don't either. I love being around your parents, Yeah, you know? Um, and so it's, I'm I'm thankful me that too. we have such good parents. Like, both yeah. of us have really good parents. So, um, all right, is your heart clear? Yeah. All right, success and failure for the week. All right, so I was going back and forth between... A few things, but I feel like this week we've kind of hit like a, well, with me and the kids, we've kind of hit this like second wave of stir craziness. Depression? Yes. <laughs> because I think I have depression. Well, it, it's like, you know, because we, we kind of hit a groove for a little bit, but I think it's like a second wave of like, oh, we're still going with this, <laughs> you know? So I feel like this week I was super short with the kids and they they were too like it, it was an altogether thing <laughs> and again it rained for like the whole week so they didn't get you know yeah. we, we all didn't get our outside our time. people who like fertilize the lawn yeah. they come and just mark your grass is too long it's been raining for two weeks what am I supposed to do I know. like cut it in the rain like yeah. and then the one like couple hours that it hasn't rained, it's been like ninety nine degrees. It has outside. been super hot. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, it's just I I felt like the this whole week was a fail. Not all week, but I just had that over overlying feeling yeah. of just everybody was short with each other. But we still had a lot a lot of fun this week. Like I I don't want to say that it, the whole week, but it was just an overlying feeling of just ugh, you know bleh. But yeah, and I yeah, I get that because I I've been short with even people surrounding our lives <laughs> of just I'm just tired of the like if we can all just be positive toward each other it's gonna yeah. help like yes there's a lot that's going on that's outside of our control right so like exactly. we can choose like but we can choose to control the things we can yes you know and so like our words our actions let's be positive let's encourage yeah. like there's no point in uh you know and and some of that is work related you know when you have everyone in the world asking hey when's church opening when's church opening when's church opening like i don't know like i, I don't know we no we one knows control that. we can't control that you know like um every time we think we're close i know then you know like where we live right now like like we had like nine deaths last week so like and then people it's so funny i saw this little meme of uh like back in march it has jim from yes. the office and it like it goes march like 
like fear actual cases of coronavirus and there was like none and then fear of coronavirus and the bars all the way off the edge (laughs) and then it's like now uh you know actual cases of coronavirus are exploding and then the actual fear fear or the healthy respect (laughs) for it is zero right (laughs) you know people at this point are just like whatevs all of this is fake and and it's like well it's it's not it's funny because like if until it affects uh you know i saw someone I saw something and I can't, oh man, I'm not going to remember it right. But it was just, I think it was just some, one of my friends on Facebook some just posted the whole, like, like just like, um, this is a lot like other things that you don't, he said, oh, that there was a lot of combination of the, you know, the racial, the, the racial tensions that are happening right now, a lot, as well as like the pandemic, like you can, and and really anything in life that you can link this, that unless it happens to you personally, all of a sudden you're like, well, this is fake, or it's all part of this, or it's all part of, you're more willing to say that until it's like your brother or your sister or your aunt. And then all of a sudden now you're the proponent of like, oh my gosh, this can happen. Like I lost my 64 year old grandmother, or we lost our, you know, 14 year old, you know, this, or, you know, uh, you know, my i mean you know my best friend he was just arrested for no reason you know what i mean like until it happens like right there yeah and and so we i it just we need to be compassionate yeah like we we live in a like the world is literally on fire and we just need to be <laughs> compassionate yeah because that that's how we put it out is not by it's not by yelling and being negative toward each other it's by being compassionate toward one another yeah you know um so yeah, I, my success and failure. Well, I know you have, probably have a big success well, coming. Well, here's my failure. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> my failure is my son is now completely oh. addicted to video games. <laughs> the success is now I have a full partner <laughs> as he's learning the first-person shooter genre. Yeah. Uh, we have Splatoon, Splatoon. for <laughs> it's it's you you shoot ink everywhere. It's ink ink because you're squids. Um, you know and that totally relates to your story. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my goodness. See, Joseph was just testing yes. something that hadn't come out yet. Exactly. You know, he was ahead of his time. Ahead of his time, that man. Uh, and now you do it with your son. I know. So we, we purposely spray ink everywhere. <laughs> um, but for Nintendo, it's just yeah. that little fun little you shoot ink everywhere and stuff. But uh, we we had a blast, which is kind of funny because he started getting into it. We've owned it forever. That was our. First, the, one of our first I think it was games, the first game we yeah. bought because it was on like sale. It was like some kind of bundle, and yeah. Um, but I didn't know you couldn't play it together unless you have you have to have two copies right. of it. And so I was like, well, Michael, because he was really into it. We were taking turns playing, and I was like, listen, we'll. Uh, I feel like I'm talking so much this time. <laughs> it's okay because I couldn't talk last week. <laughs> um, <laughs> just in life in general, I couldn't talk. Uh, and so, um. You know, he, uh, uh, I was like, well, the next time it goes on sale, maybe we'll pick it up. Um, but it like Nintendo games rarely ever go on sale yeah. ever. Um, and so he, the girls had spent some of their own money and gotten some toys yesterday and they were super excited. Oh, they were so it. excited. And then Michael's <laughs> sitting on the couch, just kind of, you know, he's just playing by himself. And I was like, <laughs> bud, you okay? Cause he's, he didn't spend any of his money. He's saving up. He wants to get his own little switch light. And I'm proud of that kid. Yeah. He has saved for he, a while for has, a four year old. <laughs> for four years old. And it's been almost yeah. a year. He's, he's has $90 and his birthday's coming up. And we basically have told the whole family <laughs> all he wants is money. You know, yeah. money uh, because he wants to get 
yeah a switch so he wants his own little switch that he can ever since i got mine for christmas <laughs> he, that's what he wants and so um i go bud what's good he go and he just looks at me and he goes daddy i just really wish you could play with me right now <laughs> in splatoon and i was like well and i came to you i'm like well i guess i'm buying it Aww. so we bought it <laughs> and, yeah, little, and so we played all day yesterday and stuff, so um, I I thought fun. that you were going to say your failure was that he can now beat you in Towerfall. No, but he does beat me every <laughs> once in a while. He beats me at like a 30% clip at yes. this point, which is crazy. He's four. He's about to be five. Yes. All right, family time. Um, Family time. I really, and this is just me, because I know you're not a beach person, but I really would like to... Just go to the beach at, you know, not the main part of the day because it is super hot out, but maybe like sunset or around then just to get some like fresh ocean air. Go. I know. I said family time. Um. <laughs> but that's what, I mean, that is a, that's what I would like to do. We'll see. Nice. Well, I'll tell you next week if it happens. <laughs> I was just like, I looked at this and I we hadn't done this. It was play tower fall together and eat ice cream. Oh. We've done both of those. Then I want to do it again. Oh, okay. Because it's fun. All right. We've, we played a lot of Towerfall together. How are you relaxing this week? I, I'm still stuck on the piano, which is a, a good yeah. thing. I, I'm still loving it. That is a that is a, an ultimate relaxation for me. That between that and listening to like audiobooks, those two things have been the ultimate relaxation for me. I I think I'm actually going to listen to some of my podcasts. I'm months behind. I know there's a bug. It's like leaning on my head. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm gonna break it. I'm not doing this by myself, but I want to play Splatoon with Michael. Yes. It's been a blast. Yeah. You know. So, uh, yeah. So that's that's my thing. Mm. And I think that's it. I think so. We're done. You know. So thank you everyone for listening. If you have any ideas, next week we'll get back to uh, the next five questions. Yes. I enjoyed that. That was yeah, kind that of fun. Was fun. Um, and we will see you next time. Yep. Not see you, but nope. or hear you. <laughs> But be sure, comment. We'll talk to you. You know, message us, comment us. We've got the, the really the Facebook page is the best place. Yeah. The we Are Outnumber podcast, facebook.com forward slash We Are Outnumber podcast. And uh, we want to hear from you. Yeah, we want to hear from you. All right. Are you ready for the dad joke I'm sign ready. off? Here we go. Why couldn't the bicycle stand up by itself? I don't know why. Because it was too tired. Oh my goodness. That's a good one. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. <laughs>